Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. Today, I have Erin Ising here, um, and I want to share with you some amazing things that she has going on. Um, she is a social worker, but she also owns a um, business called Trades of Hope, and so I will let her talk a little bit about that, and then we will delve into more things. So, Erin? Hi, everybody. So glad to be here with you today. Um, like Bree said, I have a background in social work. I have my master's, and um, I am really passionate about um, empowering women um, to be the heroes of their own stories, and that is the premise of my business. So Trades of Hope is um, jewelry, accessories, home decor items, kids' items, um, all made by women who are rising out of poverty and human trafficking and the mission and goal of Trades of Hope is to um, give these women a career, teach them about how to run their business sustainably, um, give them educational classes, homeownership classes and things. Also they break the cycle of poverty and can have a different future. So we partner with um, women in 17 different countries and everything we make is fair trade, um, certified. Um, so yeah, it's a wonderful organization. I um, did not start it, but I am so happy to be a part of it and that I can feel like I'm making a difference and changing the world alongside these women right from my own home. So, And if people wanted to um, follow your work or help out in any way, how can they um, follow you? Um, sure, I have a Facebook page that is T-O-H, Erin Ising, um, so it's Erin Ising with Trades of Hope, and so that's, you can find that on Facebook, and I have a group also, Erin Ising with Trades of Hope, same thing on Instagram, it's T-O-H, Erin Ising, you can follow me there, but what I really need is people to come alongside of me and say, I want to partner with you. I want to host a party in my home or on Facebook or come in to my coffee shop and set up your items and share this amazing organization with people. So that's how you can kind of partner with me, either hosting a party or inviting me places to talk about Trades of Hope it would be amazing. So, Yeah, and what I love about Trades of Hope or any other organization that does um, similar things to Trades of Hope, but... Trades of Hope is national, so they're kind of the biggest organization, is that it does help people. So your purchases do help 
others and it does help people change their life in other countries um so that's kind of exciting in itself that's a really good point um that i always like to mention too probably the question i get most often is like how much of my money do these women actually get and with trades of hope um they pay the women up front so they have an asking price that is fair and equates to their economy because when you're working with seven di 17 different countries, you have different economies. So these women are paid what they ask up front regardless of if the product sells. So then they're able to um, you know, put food on their table and provide for their children even if the product doesn't sell. So it really does go back to the person and help change their life. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing about that. Um, now we're kind of going to delve into, um, a personal journey that will continue for kind of the rest of Erin's <laughs> life, as she was telling me earlier, but, um, she wanted to come on this podcast also to talk about her journey through body acceptance with having a disability. And she's just got a really interesting perspective because of her social work background. And she's just got a really big heart. So, um, Aaron, feel free to share whatever you would like about your experience. Sure. Um, many of you listening might not know what cerebral palsy is. It is a disability most commonly from birth, and it is caused by lack of oxygen to the brain, either before, during, or after birth. It can happen. Sometimes it also happens um, by a, a blood vessel breaking, similar to a stroke, but mine was caused by lack of oxygen. So I don't really know any different because I've had it since I was born. Um, and so, like I was telling Brie earlier, my journey of self-acceptance and my body image has kind of gone for my whole life. So right from a very young age, you, you learn that your body isn't like everyone else's. And so you kind of question, well, is that okay? Like you start to have kind of this negative um negative thought process like why can't i do everything else everybody else can do and if that's the voice you listen to that kind of can shape your your body image and your your self view of yourself in a negative way so um i think for me um it's just been a journey of perpetually like understanding more about cerebral palsy and how um, how it affects me and how it affects my life to say like you have you have a choice you can make you can be upset about things that you can't change or you can like make the best of it and 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 accept yourself for it so um, yeah and um, you were also talking to me about how um, you do have a son he is. Two and a half? Two and a half. Two and yes. a half. I remember. Okay. And I got to meet him today. He's very sweet. Um, but I think you said when you were having your son, the doctors were saying, oh, wow, we've never seen someone who had cerebral palsy have a son and kind of your reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. When I was pregnant and I, you know, found out I was pregnant, I kind of felt like a unicorn. <laughs> if you will, in the medical community because the, the doctors that I was dealing with had never treated anybody or met anybody with cerebral palsy that had children, which, which I think is kind of ridiculous because to me that says something about our society of like the message that we're sending, like 
people with disabilities are capable, are empowered, and, and can do everything everyone else can do. And that's yes. that's my heart. That's what I want people, if you walk away with nothing today, like, I want you to understand that. And so I was shocked that that was kind of the, the reaction that I got. Um, and so I kind of um, searched, like, online and found an online community of moms with cerebral palsy, and that was really helpful in my journey too because I could find other women who had the same disability as I did and understood all the little different nuances and quirks and things um, and to, to kind of normalize that okay this is normal and that's okay um, so finding a community to like um, guide you I think is really important if you're struggling with any type of um, disability and just like the acceptance there there's so many out there even if it's not cerebral palsy I feel like there's I've seen groups for just about everything so have you been able to plug in locally with any communities here because I know there's one there's one place I really like um but it's more of for the art world called disart that's been happening here it's like I haven't heard of that I'll have to check it out okay um but anyways <laughs> Aside from that, um, yeah, any, are there any good local communities here, or do you think it needs work? I think it needs work, and yeah. I mean, I would love to even, like, you know, just explore that and see if, you know, if you're listening and you're, like, passionate about that, contact me after that. Maybe we can make some waves and make some things happen, because there that I know of, there isn't a lot. Um, there are, like, support groups for... Um, traumatic brain injuries and things like that through Hope Network and Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Hospital, but I haven't really seen one for specific, like for cerebral palsy specifically or like physical disabilities. I know um, there's like associations like the, you know, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and there's different associations and foundations, but those are more, I haven't seen like support necessarily, support yeah. groups kind of a thing. More like just organizations that try to help, help that, but there's no support group right yeah so um that would be something that would be amazing I think Grand Rapids would would benefit from that so um but I think too you know I really am I'm passionate and a believer of that your um your thoughts um dictate your um beliefs and your actions and so I think you know, for me, having, growing up and learning, like, yes, I'm different, and I think, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest struggle that some of us all face, I feel like, at least for me, with body image is those thoughts, because if we, if we change those thoughts, then we change those beliefs, and ultimately, then it changes our actions, and so I had to learn very, very young that, like, to stop listening to that negative voice in my head that were those thoughts, and then, it changed the beliefs and ultimately changed my actions to where I believe that, like I said, I can do anything everybody else can do. And like, it's only a disability in the form of that you let it be a disability. So if you think you can do it, then you can do it, you know? And so that's, that's what I wish that more people with disabilities grasp about themselves and about their, their image of themselves because too many people believe what society wants them to believe about themselves, which is those that you're, you know, that they're not capable and those kinds of things, and that's completely false. 
My goodness. I feel like there's so many good <laughs> words of advice that anyone can take, um, not only if you have a disability, but just from what she's saying for me on how I can also just tra retrain my brain, retrain my thoughts, and try to make sure that those don't control me in a negative way and that those help control us in a way that's going to help impact us for the positive, but also for the world. Right. As we tend to, um, to like start acting out of what those beliefs are about ourselves. And that changes like who, who we're, who we're meant to be. I mean, like you never know what you're meant to do unless you believe that you can do it and you try. If you stay in this shell of like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, then you're not going to do it. Right. Yeah. So that's for anybody. I feel like, um, mine just happens to revolve around how I think about my disability, but absolutely like. As women, especially, and all of our societal pressures and people telling us the things we should do and, like, feeling like we have to juggle 8 million things and our kids. And I think and there's not a person I've talked to that doesn't feel like, I, you know, overwhelmed, like, you can't do that. But if you harness your thoughts first and just kind of, like, take those captives and that's not who I am, that's not true, then it, it can affect change in the rest of everything that you're doing, whether it's picking up your toddler's Cheerios for the thousandth <laughs> time, or whether it's organizing an amazing event that brings thousands of people together. It's the same concept. Yeah. So. And you're organizing event, I think, for October 11th, there's... Um, yeah, there's um, a mom's group that I'm a part of that's part of um, Frontline Church. It's called um, Montourage. So if you're if you're looking for something adult conversation um, and just some fun, um, come to Frontline Church on the 11th, and I believe Bree is going to be speaking along with another friend of ours, and we would love to have you. It's coffee adult conversation and free childcare, and of course it's through the church, so they've background checked all those folks. So mm -hmm. love to have you come out and check that out too. Wow, I just feel like so inspired. <laughs> I feel so inspired by you and motivated. Um, man, I feel oh, like shucks. you were super efficient and also just saying everything um, so well and just, oh man. So I, is there anything else you would like to share? I usually end with saying that if there's any things that have been advice you'd like to give for someone who might have been in your situation, um, what's that one thing that you would love for them to hear and to kind of hold on to? Uh, I think there's a couple of things. Good, I good. think one thing I would say is like that sometimes, you know, we, we, at least I used to be more this way. Like I'm just going to be stubborn and I'm going to suffer in silence and I'm tough and I'm tough as nails and nobody knows I'm struggling and that's how I like it, you know? <laughs> Um, and then I got into social work and like that doesn't work so well if you're trying to like if you're trying to help other people with their struggles but you're not willing to like examine your own and and really get real with yourself you're not going to be an effective therapist so um, I think it's it's a pride issue for I think a lot of people that it's okay to admit that you can't do it it's okay to admit that you're struggling it's okay to admit that you're depressed or that you just don't have all your poop in a pile. Like, <laughs> why do we have this image in society that, especially I feel like as women, as moms, we just have to have all our poop in a pile all the time. 
That's unrealistic. That's not going to happen. And, like, your ducks are never going to be in a row. Like, you can try to herd them all you want, but you're going to stand there herding them all day. They're not all going to be in a row. So I think just being honest and real with yourself, like, if you're struggling, like, reach out to people and tell them because that's what's going to support you and have you feel like you've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, you need you need a support. You need community. Now, whether that's mental health counseling, whether that's a fa- Facebook group, mm-hmm. whether that's a play date or a, whatever it is for you. I don't know what that looks like, but reach out to other people because you never know what someone else is going through because too often people only show what they want to show on Facebook. It's not their real life. Facebook mm-hmm. is not people's real life. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> um, and I think the other thing too is that like I think we have this idea in our society that we get to this point of like self-acceptance and it's like a, you know, like a holy chorus is going to start in the background or something. But at least for me, I don't think I'll be to a complete journey of self-acceptance until I stop breathing. Mm-hmm. Because for every different area of my life or challenge that I face, sometimes those same negative thoughts rear their ugly head in a different way. And sometimes it's on a daily basis and you have to kind of take those thoughts captive again and say, okay, like you're not, you're not going to have control over me today. And like, it's a, it's a daily thing. And sometimes I lose that battle and sometimes I win that battle. And like, just knowing the difference and being able to be like, that's okay because we're allowed to have bad days. And, you know, I think especially with having a child, it's really, um, I don't know what the right word is that I want to look for here, but like become even more important to me, let's say, because, you know, I think I know a lot of friends I have like beat themselves up and I see posts of like, I was, I'm a horrible mom today. Like, no, you're not. Like, you had a bad day. That's okay. Like, we have them. It doesn't mean you're a horrible mom. It just means you need to refocus what you're thinking and that you're stressed out. And we all are stressed out because we have children. So if you have children <laughs> listening to this. So, you know, I just think that, like, just keep going and keep holding those thoughts captive. And, if you know, if you're having a bad day, then tell somebody. So, like, uh, I know for me, with my son, like, if... I feel like I can't do something for him that I feel like I should be able to do. That's kind of a trigger point for me where I feel like those thoughts are going to come more at me even more. And I'm going to start being like, you know, you're this, you're that, and then listening to the negative things. So if you kind of know, if you kind of can identify what your trigger points are that are going to maybe lead down that road for you, and then, you know, try to recognize them. You can you can avoid them or you can have somebody else be, like, accountable to you. I know when I start going down that road about my son and I feel bad that I'll never be able to drive him around anywhere. And will he ever forgive me for that? My husband is amazing. I mean, like, our son loves you for you yeah. <laughs> because you're his mom and you're, you know. So find that person that, that recognizes when you're going down that and can can help you and you know I just think that we just have impossible standards for ourselves and we need to stop it 
and just be real. I just wish more people were like more genuine and real about what they're really dealing with because then we can really support each other and be in community. So, oh my goodness. Erin, you're amazing. You're amazing, <laughs> Bray. No, I'm so honored that you um, reached out and uh, came on my podcast. And I just, I really hope that everyone is inspired by this. I know that when my mother listens to this, she's going to be in tears. Because this is just amazing. All these things that you're saying, everything that you're giving people, this is what they need to hear. This is what... I feel like everyone's gone through this as a person. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, but I think you've gone through similar types of thoughts. Um, And just to be able to have Erin speak today and tell you from her perspective as a social work professional, as a mom, as someone who has a disability, as someone who has a huge heart and wants to change the world, this is just... I don't, I'm speechless now. (laughs) So, um, okay. I want to leave you with where you can follow Erin again, because if you don't want to connect with her, I don't know what's wrong with you because I'm so excited, (laughs) but, um, how can you connect again if people want to find you and connect with you? Um, yeah, I have my Facebook page. It's Erin Ising with Straits of Hope. And I also have a group by the same name. And then Instagram is um, T-O-H, Aaronizing. And if you want to friend me on Facebook, go <laughs> ahead. Like, you want to friend my personal page, that's fine. Like, I think there's always room in your life for, like, one more friend. And, well, if you, you know, my heart is to to change the world through Chains of Hope and empower women. But it's also to encourage people. And I feel like we all need, like, encouragement. So you can also friend me on Facebook, too. Yeah, I've definitely become her friend already, and it's been amazing, and I'm excited for just uh, more Erin in my life through the future. (laughs) Ditto. More Brie in my life. Um, So thank you so much, everyone. I hope that your Monday has been brightened a little bit and that you have a wonderful day, and this has been Compassionately You with Brie Luganbell. If you would like to learn more, about today's episode, you can go to brieluganville.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Brie at brieluganville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.